Welcome to this very special podcast. We are your hosts. I am Charlotte. And I am Jonathan. And our mission with this show is to help you integrate your heart, body, mind and soul. We believe one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is the gift of wholeness through integrating all aspects of what it means to be human. Your journey to become even healthier and happier starts right now. Welcome to Wellness Theory, the podcast. Welcome, welcome, and thanks for joining us today. And today we're going to be speaking to you about the alchemy of the heart, okay? how it links and interacts with the body, soul, and mind. Basically, in other words, your whole human experience. Yeah, you'll be surprised, right? The heart does way more than we think it is. It's way more than this muscle, this cardiac muscle that pumps blood around our system and helps to keep us alive, right? And keep our heart beating. It actually is much more than that. It helps us to remember. It actually stores memories for us. It helps us to feel and really feel our emotions. And it gives us access to our intuition on a deep, deep and very profound level. Definitely. And I want to share with you a story. And this is a true story. You can Google this and there's a lot of stories like this out there. So there was a little girl who had a heart transplant. Okay, so she had a heart transplant after the surgery was successful. She goes home and she starts having these kind of reoccurring dreams and well, nightmares, as they were called. Um, And what these nightmares are of it's the same thing that's playing over and over again of herself being killed or being murdered. And they keep replaying and they're very vivid and they happen night after night. So the mother gets obviously worried about this, takes her back to the doctors and they find there's nothing physically wrong with her. So what they do is they recommend her to go and see a psychologist. And while on their visit to the psychologist, he starts to explain to the, to the mother that what the little girl is experiencing is not really characteristics of a dream, but more characteristics of memories. Um, So what the mother did from this point was to find out more about where the heart came from. So obviously went back to the hospital, started asking around and found out that the previous recipient of the heart was another little girl who was murdered. Uh, So obviously this freaked out the mother a bit. It was a bit worrying. Just a bit. Um, Yeah, so going back to the psychologist, explain what she found. The psychologist brought in a sketch artist to sketch out um, what the little girl was actually dreaming. So while she's explaining her dreams because they were very vivid, they started to sketch out a face, obviously like an image of a face and a very detailed image of the what the face in her dream that was killing her. Um, and actually found out that the face that she drew was the actual murderer from the little girl who died and heart was um, donated to this other little girl. And the police actually managed to, just from, from that sketch, is to find and capt- capture and convict um, this murderer, which was just absolutely crazy. Uh, like really I say, crazy. it's just mental. It's a completely true story. You can search it anywhere. And this kind of just goes to prove it's an extreme example, <laughs> very <laughs> but a very extreme. extreme. It doesn't obviously not happen all the time, but it's, it just goes to show that our hearts obviously does store our memories, but it also um, it stores our feelings and our intuitions as well. And that is, like I say, an extreme example. And there are co- more common uh, stories that you probably may have heard along the line with people who have had transplants, who have experienced a change in their likes, their dislikes, um, their favorite foods, their favorite drinks. And they're finding out that the heart that they received The person who unfortunately did die and donate the heart had those same likes or dislikes or those same favorite foods. So you can see that connection, the heart stores all that information. And um, that's just an extreme example 
from a transplant kind of um, thing to think about. Yeah, it's crazy. That's yeah. like, even when you think of those things, because I'm going to imagine probably most of you that are listening to us haven't had a heart transplant, no. so it's not really that <laughs> relatable, but it's, the, it's in those extreme circumstances when all of that research comes together that allows us to find out what our true capacity is as well. Mm. And it, it, it's so powerful that the heart can do that when it's completely isolated and then in somebody else's body. It has that power to then communicate with the system and actually even express itself through the new person, as the example. But we have this same capacity inside of us as well. Our own hearts will be storing our own memories. Some memories that maybe our, our mind has forgotten. Um, and we, we do this through the way that we learn and the way that we grow up, right? So some people will remember lots from their, their lifetime and they're, they're probably very connected with both mind and heart in understanding what they experience and why they experience it. But the reality is a lot of people actually are completely unaware of maybe what their heart knows that their mind doesn't, yet their mind is then being responsible um, and kind of holding them to account now as adults. So I want to share with you some of those developmental phases because we all go through them and how we go through these developmental phases really affects just how open our heart is and how connected our heart and mind can be. So I want to bring these into your awareness so that you have an understanding of where these these feelings kind of come from and where these memories are coming from then how they translate to you in your life. Because essentially the things that we go through provoke some kind of energy don't they even a thought is a energy form right our emotions are the same and our emotions you know play the biggest role in that feeling that the heart can give us when our heart is open we feel more deeply you would have experienced this in deep profound meditations uh, when your heart opens you get this flood of emotion or when you're around loved ones your your heart opens even more and you behave very differently um, and you respond to the world from a very different lens and a very different perspective so this energy of this emotion it learns to take its form throughout these developmental phases of our life so the first one um, that we learn as, as babies literally between the age of zero and one is, is fear we learn what we're supposed to do with with fear as an emotion right so how we learn to deal with fear as a baby is then literally the blueprint that our heart remembers and then gives us in our adult life right? And throughout our life experience, our ability to recognize that is where you get to change the game. So if we're learning about how we, how secure we feel or how safe we are. So if you've been very um, cared for and you had a very safe environment between those, that, that age period of zero to one, there's a strong chance you have a more um, resourceful state of um security and safety in your adult life and that you feel like you are um, able to deal with fear effectively when it shows up however if you didn't and you was in an unsafe environment or you was exposed to things that were quite fearful your your heart would have literally learned to shut down to protect itself and when our heart learns to shut down and protect itself that pattern again then stores in the heart and then as adults you're likely more likely to shut down if you experience fearful um, events in your life, for example. 
So that's just one. That's just one example. There are, there are many. So between the age of like six months to two, you're learning all about pleasure and pain. You're learning how to actually connect emotionally. Um, so again, if you're given that care and deep emotional connection, you then get to learn how to do that into your adult life. It's the same, um, obviously, in that period as well. We're learning about guilt. We're learning what we should and we shouldn't be doing. Uh, when we get to that 18 months to three year period, as, as, as we grow up, we're learning all about impulse control and again, whether we should and shouldn't do things, but then we're learning about if we should feel shameful for the things we've done. So if you do something naughty when you're a little toddler and you're like, I don't know, your terrible twos period, then there's a strong chance you, mum or dad or caregiver would have told you off and therefore in that moment, your heart remembers to feel ashamed for that and that it was wrong and we shouldn't do it. So it's very, very um, tricky to navigate as adults if we're not aware of what the heart remembers because those patterns are there in adulthood. So again, just to kind of take you through the rest of the time period there, between the age of like three and seven, we learned about socialization and acceptance. We're learning about um, how do we react if we get rejected um, by the kids in the playground or our parents or whatever it is. We're learning about grief, the emotion of grief. And again, guys, we hold grief and the emotion of grief and that state in our heart, which is why people respond differently when somebody passes away in their life, as an example, or if they lose a loved one in a relationship or even in a, in a workplace setting. So all the time we're learning about these patterns. We're learning about these um, emotional states and we learn it from such a long age. And then as we grow up, if we're not taught this and we're not aware of where these patterns come from, we just live out the patterns. We live out these patterns and we don't pay any attention um, as to where they come from to, in order to change the pattern. Right. So it's essential that we start to understand and, and start to think, OK, well, where did this pattern come from? And when we start to connect the heart and mind, that's when we get to really see what that looks like, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, guys. And those phases that Charlotte just took you through really do any of us actually go through these phases intact. Okay? <laughs> and what I mean by that is as we're growing up, we're kind of learning from and taking pretty much patterns from the people around us, especially our parents, mm. um, our parents, our peers, our friends, or teachers. As we grow up, we are surrounded by a lot of different people and we're taking in those already, those patterns that those people are kind of putting out in the world and we're taking them in and we're starting to um, create our own emotional baggage um, before we've even kind of reached adulthood. And th what this does is our heart remembers this emotional baggage but our mind isn't necessarily conscious of it yet. Okay, it's not necessarily conscious of it. So think about a time where you've kind of thought or you've behaved in a certain way. Okay, it's- Because you do. Because <laughs> you do, everyone does. So you think they you behaved do. in a certain way, but you don't know why you've behaved in that way. Okay, you might not know why. You might be thinking, why did I do that? Why did I behave that way? You might not know why, but your heart does. But we're not really aware of it because we're not we've kind of lost that connection we're not really aware of of it yet exactly like john said your heart knows and it knows deeply and the most common pattern that we fall into and you might be able to relate to this because you're 
a human being listening to this and we've all been there and we'll go through it um, and even if you've done a lot of work on yourself you might still go through this and you find yourself in this cycle or a repetitive pattern where you are, are feeling like you're being fueled by emotion instead of like your resourceful thinking mind that knows it's the right thing to do is this but actually you end up doing something else so for example that might be you know that eating healthy is going to be good for you but yet you still eat really unhealthy right maybe that's being fueled by emotion basically your emotion then fuels your quality of thinking which then fuels your behavior and then you go back through this same cycle right we have a behavior and that reinforces emotion that we don't necessarily want and we don't like to experience but then that just reinforces that we were right in the first place and we have the same thought again and then we get more emotion then we get the behavior again and we just continue in in what we call this vicious cycle and i'm sure you can relate to this some way in your own life uh, because it's so 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 common and john's gonna kind of tap in now to you know, what, what does that look like when it's not so helpful and not so resourceful and maybe you're not as consciously aware of the pattern? Definitely, guys. And these, these cycles, they, they can create pain. Okay? And when we mean pain, this is something you might, a lot of you might be able to relate to. I know I have in the past as well, is you create pain through how we live, through the cycles that we go through, like Charlotte said, through those behaviors. And once we, when we experience so much pain and so much stress, and when that goes on for prolonged periods, it can cause to an extreme level, like heart attacks. Okay, so that's you an extreme example. You didn't example. experience that one. But like, I didn't experience personally. that one. No, no. My experience <laughs> High blood was more, pressure, yeah, yeah, exactly. Stress, tension. Yeah, chronic pain, yeah. anxiety. That was my one. It was chronic pain a lot. So it was all those pent up emotions, those cycles, mm-hmm. repeating the same patterns again and again, um, and causing chronic pain when you uh, when you're waking up, when you go to sleep throughout the day. You're constantly anxious, you're uncertain, and all this stuff is coming from those repetitive cycles. In this creates a complete disconnect from mm-hmm. the heart and body. And you're, you're just not dealing with the emotional body on a deep enough level or on any level to break those cycles and start to kind of release those unserving, unhelpful uh, patterns. Right, because when you do release them, that's when you get that clarity of thought. Mm-hmm. So your thoughts are then not being influenced by this unresolved baggage your your thoughts then get inserted into that cycle and then become a lot more resourceful because if you're thinking better you feel better then you behave better so it's about taking kind of a look under the hood and saying okay what is in here that doesn't need to be here because essentially our emotions leave clues our emotions are just this energetic part of your body your emotional body trying to communicate with you so Eckhart Tolle calls it like the pain body but I believe it's more of the the emotional body because it's not just about pain it gives you good clues too right so it tells you when you feel good that this is something you should keep doing right if you genuinely feel that positive emotion and it's aligned with who you are and where you're going then we keep doing it if you're constantly feeling emotion that it's unpleasant and you don't want to be feeling that way that's a clue that something needs to change so for the mind it becomes a call to action that there's something that needs to change but metaphysically, when we're talking um, on a much deeper level, it's really a, a call to be present with what you're feeling. Because when you start to be present with what you're feeling, you then are able to 
create this space to allow this energy because remember we said emotions are energy to actually then transform into what it needs to be because once that energy transforms naturally it dissipates and releases and dissolves all by itself but the problem like john mentioned is when we get into this negative cycle of chronic and it meaning it continues when it becomes chronic we're not dissolving it we're not taking the time to be present with what we're experiencing and that in itself can become a big, big, big problem. So it's really, really important to start just paying that attention and being present with those emotions, as well as listening to the clues as to what action it needs to be taken. So guys, for just a quick side note here, you want to be present with the emotion before you start changing anything. Okay, that is essential because otherwise you're just layering things onto this this sense of disconnection and that's not sustainable and you'll find yourself back in old cycles very, very quickly. Definitely guys. And how to become present is by creating um, heart, mind and body coherence. It's connecting everything together. This helps to open up communication and allows emotions to do what they need to do. Okay, and we do this by listening and letting go of low vibing emotions, low vibration emotions and generating high vibrating emotions. Yeah, what we mean by low vibrating and high vibrating is that all of our emotions, they carry this energetic frequency, don't they? So we we generally don't feel very energized when we have feelings like fear or guilt or shame. We usually feel quite heavy, quite dull. That's because that emotion is actually vibrating on a low frequency. And when we feel joyful, we feel love, we feel bliss and we feel excitement, we're vibrating on a different frequency. We feel more energized. So we've got a spectrum of emotion here. And most people look at emotions as being negative emotions or positive emotions but really that's not what's happening because for me and a low vibrational emotion like fear can be of service to me if i'm in danger right so it's good to have low vibrational emotions for short periods of time but what we want to encourage um because this is good overall for our health um you've heard us speak about this over and over again as to the reasons why chronic pain being a great example we've already mentioned today as to why if we keep those low vibrating emotions in our system for longer than necessary it becomes toxic okay so It's not that low vibrational emotions aren't good for you because they are in small doses. But what we do understand and what we do realize through all of the latest science is that the higher vibrational emotions actually make us healthier. And when we can learn to generate those high high vibrational emotions, we then get to experience life in just a, a very different place. You get to experience it from a place of creation. You get to really start to regenerate your, your cells and your inner system to respond to the external world in the way that you want it to. Um, and you get to be way, way more efficient. And when we do this, that's when we kind of unlock that soul experience even more. And we create this space to be able to expand and, and transcend the thinking mind and really like go beyond the physical matter of our body. Because then we get to actually explore what we don't know about our existence. And when we get to experience what we don't know, we get to experience new experiences rather than experiences from our place of memory. We get to actually experience uh, the moment from the present. And then from there, you get to create, you get to innovate. 
uh, you just get to show up feeling uh, a lot lighter and a lot more fluid in the way that you interact with not only yourself, but the world and, and the energy and environment around you too. Nice, excellent. And we want to share with you now is a task on how to start doing that, mm. okay? And this task is going to help you to become more coherent yeah. in your heart, mind, and body. And the task you're going to do is listen to your heart. It sounds so simple. I know, it sounds so simple. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking is, how do I do that? How do I know if I'm listening to my heart? How do I know if it's my heart talking? Okay. And, and yeah, and the key here is literally asking yourself, taking the time to actually communicate with yourself. You can do this out loud. You can speak. You can think it. It doesn't matter. Like you pick what works for you. You can write and ask your heart questions. And when you're questioning your heart, your heart is going to be speedy. It's going to be prompting its reply and it's going to give you short answers. It's going to give you maybe little signals or signs or feelings or little thoughts that pop up, but it will be quick and it will be fast. If you find yourself going into this dialogue and this story, that's your mind taking over, okay? Your heart will just answer you quick. It doesn't hesitate. Your mind will hesitate and it will question even more, okay? And it will start to take you off into a tailspin of dialogue and narrative. Your heart will not do that. So you're listening to that first reaction that pops up because that is your heart communicating with you. Definitely. And once you start listening to your heart, what you want to ask yourself is what is your heart telling you? Okay. Is there any emotions that you might need to let go? Any of those unhelpful, unserving emotions that you might need to let go? And are there any clues that are telling you to start taking action right now? So ask yourself, when you ask yourself again, like Charlotte said, is listen to that initial obviously that initial reaction that comes out that's yeah yeah. it comes up straight away okay remember no hesitation ask yourself those questions listen and then again like you said write it down okay note it down think about it and once your heart speaks you'll know how how will you know you'll know because it'll come up straight away you won't think about it what what will you feel well you're gonna you'll feel clarity you're gonna feel yeah you'll feel more connected yeah and that's the thing it's it just comes to you and you just feel the sense of um, clarity, connectedness, and balance with um, what or the questions that you're asking. Definitely. Mm. So, you're, so basically, you you end up feeling like super aligned. I'm yeah. laughing because it's like it's such a nice feeling when you get it, um, yeah. and and you really start listening and paying attention um, because it just becomes fun. Right? Yeah. And when you create that it balance, does. not only do you become healthier, you feel better, you have the capacity to live to your full potential, your relationships get better, yeah, get yeah. better they you get become healthier. Every, just, everything, yeah, everything every, falls into place. It's like everything just kind of takes that next step up and everything just starts to align up and take you in the direction that you want to go in. Yeah, definitely, guys. So just to kind of wrap up what we've been talking about today, right? The heart is responsible for so much more than we think. And our job is to start to understand it, connect with it, align it so that we can then leverage it so that we can actually start to change our reality into something that we do actually desire. And then we get to not only change the external stuff, we get to change what's happening internally and ultimately we become healthier too. Definitely. Awesome. So that is it from us today. Hope you've enjoyed what we've been speaking about. You've taken away a lot from it. And we really look forward to seeing you next time or the next time. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Guys, if you've got any questions, reach out. Let us know. 
If you don't know already, we have a quiz over on our website, thewildnesstheory.com slash quiz. <laughs> um, and you could go over there and you can start to get an understanding of maybe where you're at when it comes to your heart and your overall wellness. Um, and it's a really good starting point for you. Um, so get involved, get into the quiz, get into listening to your heart. And we look forward to going on this journey even deeper with you moving forwards. Definitely. So until next time, bye. If you enjoyed this episode, and if you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Please share it with a friend who you think might benefit. Spread the word. That's how we are going to impact the world by helping each other. We appreciate you so much. And as always, unconditional love and wellness.